Hi, everyone. Stop! Please don't skip. Please, because we're really, really sorry. We know our sound is shit. But we do get a microphone. A better... Wait. We get a better microphone. <laughs> As you can hear now, it sounds lovely, but it's it will so sound poo. Until about maybe episode 10, I think. And then it gets really good. So please bear with us. Stick it out. It does get better. And they're really good episodes anyway, so yeah. go over it. And of course, we love you. We love you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Bye. Hi, I'm Steph. And I'm Emma. And this is... I don't believe it. Right. Right. It's a Steph episode, so that means Emma brings the beers. Yeah. What have we got? This is such a sunny day and I'm so excited. It's summery beer. This is I what we've wait. talked about for the last five episodes. Literally. Imagine drinking this beer in the sun. <laughs> Today is that day. Today is that day. So the first one is similar to one that we've had before. Oh God, don't say stout. No, no. Oh. No, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm scared of stout now. It's an iron brew, uh, <gasps> iron brew um, sour, but it's pineapple. Oh my God, that a sounds pineapple one. amazing. And I just really like the can. It's cute. <laughs> I do like that yeah. too. Who's the brewery? Uh, so the brewery is... Something. <laughs> Pastor, I would imagine. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with that. Let's do it. Yes, yeah. Pastor Brewing. And it is Scottish, I would imagine. Cambridge. Oh. Hmm? Well, that feels a bit like, don't steal the Scottish's only good thing that they have. <laughs> they have Buckfast, but that's from down south, so. Oh. I've never drank that either. Oh. It's it, it's good. Buckfast okay. gets you Buckfast. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so here you go. Here's okay, yours. Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, I do like the goat. We I like know. a goat, don't we? And he's got pineapple on his head. Yeah. On his nut. I don't know why he's playing football as well, but... I'm not sure. Oh, it smells interesting. I don't know about that. Oh, it's very sour. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's yeah. making my cheeks hurt. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not a fan. Shit a brick. That's very, very sour. I'm glad I didn't pour too much in my glass there. Yeah. Holy shit. Very acidic. I forget that pineapple's very acidic, isn't Look, it? Look, I'm old. I have to carry Gaviscon around uh, with me everywhere. I'm going to be in a fucking world of hell with this today, aren't I? All right. Okay. Well, it might grow on me. Let's... Mm. We've tried it. This is the whole thing, yeah, isn't it? We're yeah. trying new things. So, just in lieu. Oh. In lieu of it, shall okay. we get a Stella so we can drink that instead? Ew, you can get a Stella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take Stella. <laughs> so... You've heard of the Bermuda Triangle? Yes. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. Well, this is not that. Oh, okay. Right. Get sorry, sorry. I, did. <laughs> I didn't mean to get you so excited, but you're crashing back down. Okay, this is the Bridgewater Triangle. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. So the Bridgewater Triangle is a 200 square mile area in southeastern Massachusetts in the US. Right. Uh, the triangle points are Abingdon, Freetown and Rehoboth. And it's a beautiful but strange area and it's famed for all kinds of paranormal activity and cryptids. Mm. And we're going to talk about some of it today. Okay. Because you know me, I love to do a spooky episode. Yeah, you do love a spooky episode. But I've taken a leaf out of your book today and I've not just done one spooky story. I've been like, oh, and here's something, and here's something, and here's something. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're going to start at the rumoured beginning of the strange happenings in the area. Mm-hmm. The Wampanoag tribe, and I'm going to say it's lots of Native American words and I apologise if I get anything wrong. Please let me know. I'm here to learn. So the Wampanoag tribe lived in the area when us bastards, English settlers, invaded in the 17th century. I'm not going to go into the whole history of the war, but it's thought to be the deadliest war in colonial American history, with 500 English settlers and 3,000 Native Americans killed and people were sold into slavery and the tribe were left without their land. Mm. Yeah. So King Philip, who was also known as Metacomet, was the chief of the Wampanoag during the war. And um, when he was killed in 1676, and when I I say killed, he was hung, drawn, quartered and beheaded and his head was displayed. What's the fucking... Why? (laughs) Why do you have to go so, like, over the top with it? I understand. Okay, behead them. Cool. Like, but no, you have to hang them and then pull them into pieces and then cut his head off. It's just overkill. Literally. It is literally... Well... I'm glad you've said that because I've done a little side quest here to describe what hung, drawn and quartered is. Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's of course invented by us, the yeah. bastard English, yeah. um, and, and we didn't call other people savages when we're yeah. inventing this kind of shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> the irony. And, uh, so it was generally safe for people who were convicted of high treason because it's particularly brutal. Yeah. Um, the person was strapped to a wooden pallet and dragged to the place of execution, so that's the drawn part. Mm. Then they're hanged almost to the point of death. So that's obviously the hanged part. And then they're emasculated, oh. disemboweled, beheaded, and then chopped into four. And that's the quartered bit. Mm. That's fucking awful, isn't it? That's truly awful. Mm. So they did that to him. And Why? What, what, for what reason? <laughs> Just because they wanted to? Because they wanted his land. Was he the chief, did you say? Yeah, he was the chief of the Wampanoag tribe, yeah. So it was his land, we came in, took his land, they weren't happy about it, we killed them, and then did that to him. Yeah, we're dicks. Oh, my days. Yeah. Colonialism. Oh, fucking Tories date back. <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't laugh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they displayed his head on a spike at the colony for 20 years. Oh, my God. Imagine, that's disgusting, isn't it? That's such a horrible, like, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. No. I mean, who, first of all, who the fuck comes up with that shit? Yeah. Do you know what? This is how we're going to punish people. And second of all, who carries that out? Yeah. My oh God. Some sick people, I suppose, serial killers, still about today, do shit like that. Or, or murderers, you know what I mean? Some people take um, take joy in things mm. like this. It's just fucking disgusting. Imagine having to walk past that every day to go to work. Isn't it? So like, walk past, like, going to get some fresh water, just like... Yeah, Janet's off to the bakery. Oh, yeah. all right, met a comic. Sorry about I that. I doubt there was bakeries. Why wouldn't there be bakeries? Why would they have a shop for a bakery? Not the tribes people. No, the, I know. The colonial settlers. Yeah, did we have bakeries in the 1700s? I would have thought so, yeah. No. No? I don't know. But, okay, we'll look up the history of bakeries. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, and maybe I'm hyperfocusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. So they, they've used this horrific punishment on a man whose land they've stolen. And not to put it down, but people are going to be pissed. Yeah. Mm. So when he was killed, um, some of his most important treasures were handed over to the colonists as well. And one of these is called the Wampum, Wampum Belt. 
which basically documents the history of the tribe. Um, it's got like images and symbols and like beads and stuff and different beads represent different parts of the story and it's used as like a, oh. a cue for the story. Um, and belts like that are not, they're not finished so that you can always add to the, the history right. of the tribe. Wow. Um, so they're really, really important to the tribe. Mm. Um, so that was that was um, given over to the colonists as well. So I'm giving you this horrible, horrible, horrible history because it said that the paranormal unrest in the area is because of this taken belt and the memory of the atrocities that happened right. um, in the area and that a curse was placed on it. Um, there are others who think that King Philip's War was actually just another symptom of a paranormal vortex that already existed in the area as well. But right. I think uh, most people suspect it's because of um, the atrocities and, and the belt that was stolen. One Wampanoag, is that not the same... And I'm really sorry if I'm if I'm just really wrong. <laughs> but is that not the same uh, tribe that's on Parks and Rec? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? Um, we should look that up. But yeah, I feel, I feel, like, I've like, heard that, I feel not... like I've heard Wampanoag before, but mm. maybe it's just because you've said it a lot of times. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. We should Google that too, along with the history of bakeries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll Google that in the park. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in, within the Bridgewater Triangle is the Hockamock Swamp, and I love saying that. Hockamock Swamp. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like jazzy, isn't it? Like Hockamock Swamp. <laughs> uh, the, the swamp uh, was used as a fortress and a sacral sacred burial ground by the Wampanoag and their name for it means the place where spirits dwell. Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. In a swamp. In a swamp, yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, so there have been reports of all kinds of weird shit going on. People report just kind of like a general eerie feeling of being watched and sort of just general kind of unease mm. in the area. Within the swamp is Profile Rock and it's called that because the shape of it looks like um, a face in profile. Oh, and it like it proper does as well. I've looked it up. Wow, it's, that sounds it's cool. Well, cool. Oh my god, I want to visit it. Yeah, I know. I totally want to go to this oh whole god, area. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, profile rock's really important to the the Wampanoag people because and and many have reported that they've seen like a, a ghostly figure sitting on the rock with his legs crossed and his and his arms outstretched. Oh. Um, I love that you're doing that. Yeah, no, I know. I, I was helping you. I don't know, because you didn't know what arms outstretched was. Um, within the fall, uh, Freetown Fall River State Forest is another stone, and this one's called the Solitude Stone, and it's got a strange inscription carved into it that nobody knows where it comes from. I'm going right. to read it to you now. It says, quote, All ye who in future days walk by Nuncatesset stream, Love not him who hummed, who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed in this quiet solitude. End quote. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Very profound. Mm. I don't think I understand it. No, I don't either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone does, and I think that's the point. Right. Um, and the bodies of missing people have been found near the stone in history. Really? So, yeah, so it's earned itself the name, uh, the nickname Suicide Stone instead. Oh, right, okay, so not murdered people. Well, I think I think I read some or I heard something about um people who have just generally gone missing and some are assumed to be suicides, some perhaps not. Right. But I couldn't find anything like um, you know, any proper research to back it up, so I didn't okay. put that bit in. That's fair. <laughs> and then I've just told you anyway. <laughs> 
Um, so then there's there's also in the in the area there's a burial ground called Grassy Island, and across from that is something called and I think you say it Dighton Rock, but right. I'm not hundred percent sure. So it's a forty ton rock that was in in a riverbed, and it, it was lifted out to kind of preserve it and look after it, and it's covered in like strange letters and drawings and markings, right. and people can't agree about who's what it means. yeah or yeah. who who did them okay so there are some theories that some people think um it was it's native american mm-hmm. um some people think that it's norse so like vikings oh okay yeah some people think the portuguese some people think the the chinese and then some people think the ancient phoenicians who were from like the lebanon sort of syria area okay and then there are, of course there are those who think it was aliens. Yay! Yay! It's always fucking aliens. Goddamn aliens. <laughs> um, final rock I want to tell you about in the area. Okay. It's called Anawan Rock. And in the last days of King Philip's war, uh, Metacomet's last warriors were tracked there and they surrendered one of them who was called Anawan. Um, so Native American spirits are, sent, are said to haunt the area. People have heard like strange voices in the forest. Um, they see like phantom fires. They hear drums, that sort of thing. Ooh, um, okay. And then people have seen like an elderly man just uh, standing on top of the rock. Do so, you reckon that might be the chief? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But because he's, cause he's elderly. Chief, but isn't the chief um, like the most senior? Generally. Um, I don't know if they're the oldest or Not if they're just the most important. Yeah. I, don't know. I really don't As, know. Yeah, I guess it's um, kind of like royalty, isn't it? They're born into it. Maybe maybe he I was older. Really. When, who knows? I don't know when it was that he... I, yeah, I really don't know. But if anyone lives in Massachusetts and they want to let us know... Yeah, yeah, that'd be well, helpful. Know, oh, that'd should be we ask Nikki? Who's Nikki? Nikki, Nicolette... Is she from Massachusetts? Yes. Oh my God! We can ask her. Yeah, get to the pub today. We'll Let's ask her. Ask her. Yeah. yeah, awesome. <laughs> right. So that's that's kind of one of the rumored sources of the strange things that happen in the area. So now I'm going to tell you about some of the strange creatures which Ooh. have been spotted in Ooh. the area. Okay. Okay. Are there any mushrooms there? No. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> not. Not today. Not today. <laughs> oh, now you're very sad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was only saying it just so that I could like get in there with the mushroom talk so I can let you guys know she's literally sat here she's made in within twenty four hours of us talking about mushrooms she's made a shirt that says I heart my cellium on it I got back here you weren't here yet and I was like I've got twenty minutes I can make a t shirt <laughs> it's so cute but yeah anyway okay so strange animals tell me everything yes so in nineteen seventy eight Joe D'Andrade, I want to say. Right. Again, could be wrong. So he's standing with his back to a pond in Bridgewater and he said he got like a strange feeling and he turned around and he said, quote, I'm going to turn around and there, off to the right, maybe 200 yards away, there was this, well, I don't know what it was. It was a creature that was all brown and hairy, like a big apish and man thing. It was making its way for the woods, but I didn't stick around to watch where it was going. I ran for the street, end quote. Wow. So I think we both know what we're talking about here. It's fucking Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. Yes. Um, so Joe organised search parties for the creature, um, but he they, they couldn't find it. But I should also mention that he was, at the time, on a Sasquatch hunt. So, uh, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, what are, what, are the, what are the chances? You're on a hunt for something that potentially lives in a 200-square-mile uh, area... And you just happen to come across it. You see it and then you run. 
That's right. You're entirely unprepared for <laughs> yeah. finding this thing you've gone for. going out there, and you're like, oh, fuck, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I would just climb a tree and wait in the tree. Although, we learned from Cocaine Bear, that does not help. <laughs> In fact, makes things worse. <laughs> and if there's any film to take advice from, it's Cocaine Bear. <laughs> oh my god, that's brilliant. But what he did say was that um, when he was had his back to the water, he heard a voice in his head telling him to turn around, mm. um, and he asked the voice why. Which in, in itself is a bit nuts, because if I heard a voice in my head telling me to turn around, my first question would not be why, it would be, get the fuck out of here, how did you get in here? Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, wow, my subconscious has split. I've, it's done. It's finally happened. I've finally gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> so the voice told him, turn around and you'll see. And he thinks that he was meant to see it so that he could, like, draw attention to the area. And he did do that, to be fair, it was in all the papers and everything. Um, right, right, okay, hang on. So the boys told him to turn around to look at the Sasquatch? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So he's on a Sasquatch hunt, he's, and then he's, he's gone so... mad. <laughs> lost it, completely lost mad. it. Yeah. I'm sorry, he's gone mad. <laughs> he's gone mad. There are so many things that we shouldn't know about or we, we wouldn't have found mm. unless we had looked for them. Mm. And no one has any evidence. Like, you think of all the crazy creatures under the sea. I know. We go searching for them and we find them, right? Mm. And we get video evidence. Everyone's like, I've seen a sand squamp. No, you've not. A sand squamp? <laughs> Have you ever seen them? Um, Is that a called Trailer a... Park Boys? No, oh no. Oh. I thought you just made up a word. But was like, do sand squamps. It's so funny. But yeah, he's like, oh, I saw one. It's Bigfoot. Like, if Marshall was a real person, sorry, Marshall. Marshall Erickson. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I got really bad deja vu then. Why? I don't know. The whole thing, I feel like it's happened before. Ew. Oh my days. There's a glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> no. Oh my God, that's so weird. Because a podcast I was listening to this morning actually had a story about there being a glitch in the Matrix. <gasps> what the fuck is happening today? Oh, I don't want something bad to happen before we've had time to go and get a pint in the sun. I'm not at all happy. Yeah, come on. We're having a pint now, but Just... we've had to close the curtains for the yeah. sound. So you're and, welcome. And this pineapple... Actually, this pineapple thing's growing on me now. Is it? Mm. Oh, okay, fair. It's still making my cheeks hurt, but... Yeah, that's morning. the thing. Is that I, I'm not one for sour. I like salty. Mm. I don't really like sweet that much. I no. suppose I prefer sweet drinks to sweet food. Yeah. Mm, I would agree with that, yeah. Um, so about five years later, John Baker is in a canoe on the swamp at night. A canoe! I fucking love that word. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know what was wrong with you then. <laughs> Many things we did that time. A canoe! A canoe! <laughs> Would you really like that word? <laughs> so much fun. And a kayak. What a silly word for a boat. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, he's in a canoe. <laughs> yeah, so... John's in a canoe, right, <laughs> on the swamp at night, and he heard an animal crashing through the woods. So he like looked around in the darkness, and then he saw a large hairy beast wade into the water and pass him by. And he said, quote, I knew it wasn't a human, because when it passed me by, I could smell it. It smelled like skunk, musty and dirty. And I'm like, John, that's probably why it's in the river. Don't shame it. It's trying to have a nice wash. That's really embarrassing for that thing. You made it feel really self-conscious now. Leave him be. Isn't it? He's left you alone. You leave him alone. Isn't it? Well, we're assuming gender here, but leave oh, them alone. True. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's nice. I like that we've done that. Yeah. <laughs> so on another occasion, some children are exploring in the woods and they saw a, a huge hairy man. They all screamed and ran home. 
and then another time um, a police officer said that uh, a Bigfoot just came to the back of his squad car and started lifting it up. I'm like, dude, that's taxpayers' money. Just give it a rest, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Are you going to get anyone? Get someone with a fucking Lambo or something. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're a wanker. <laughs> Drop it on the floor. <laughs> Plus, okay, so this, this squad car that was lifted up and down, mm. was there any, like, reported damage? Is there any photographic evidence of this damage? Because I don't know the answer. if not, that's... Very convenient. I thought you were saying it's like an insurance job and it's just like, oh. it was Bigfoot, <laughs> so pay out. Like, come yeah, on. Have you got any proof? Have you seen Bigfoot? <laughs> Have you got any proof that it He's wasn't Bigfoot? He's been He's like the Mothman. <laughs> Bigfoot's like the well, Mothman. <laughs> funny you should say that. <laughs> Have you got it built into this um, when the beer is? Yes. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'll wait. Yeah, it's nowhere as sophisticated as yours. It's been crowbarred in. Okay. <laughs> I was panic panic writing extra this morning. Aww. And I was like, where am I going to get this beer in? Did someone drink a beer? And then I can go, and on that note, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> All sober people, apparently, walking around in the swamp. Um, so it's not just Bigfoot that have been spotted in the area. Mm-hmm. So I know how much you love to blame things on aliens. Yes. So we'll do a little segment on alien sightings. So the first ever documented UFO report in the whole world was in the Bridgewater Triangle. Ooh. And then there's another, it's like a widely reported sighting, which happened on Halloween in 1908. I love Halloween. When two undertakers saw what they thought looked like a big lantern in the sky. And I have to point out, two undertakers on Halloween spot a UFO. Could not be more perfect, could it? What's an undertaker? Oh, my God. I know, I'm so sorry. You don't know what an undertaker is? All I can think of is the wrestler. Yeah, well, he... Okay, yeah, and... Yeah, okay. (laughs) So an undertaker, like, comes to get the dead body and take it away and um, sort of deals with the dead body and gets it ready for funeral and stuff. Is that not a mortician? Um, I don't know if they're the same. I don't know. Similar to a mortician. That that'll do. Let's similar say that. The yeah. Same. Okay. Similar the same. So right, we've got cool. we've got two similar to morticians oh, on Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Spotting a UFO. I like the story writes itself, really, yeah. doesn't it? Fantastic. And thus the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> So they watch this lantern sort of floating around for about 40 minutes. Um, and then the 70s saw many UFO sightings. I feel like a lot went on in the 70s. Yeah, but then a lot. lot of people were tripping in the 70s. Mm, so Yeah. Well, if only they'd been allowed. Well, to, to be fair, more so in the 60s, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. This one sort of sold it to me here. Okay. okay. So there's two journalists and they saw uh, like an arrow-shaped flying object. So it's sort of like... Two parallel lines and then comes to okay. a point like that. Um, so they, they saw this sort of flying object and they said it was so close to them that one of them thought he could just throw a stone and hit it. It was that close. Um, and he was a, an Air Force veteran and he said he's never seen anything like that, like within their Air Force or anything like mm. that. Uh, they said it hovered for a bit and then it just took off. And they didn't tell anyone what they'd seen at first. 
But over the course of the next week, different different sightings of the same arrow-shaped object were reported. And there was an artist who was just kind of like gathering up all the stories independent of each other mm. and drew this arrow thing. And when that came out, they were like, shit, that's the thing we saw. So then they came forward um, wow. to say... So it's like it's a strange shape, isn't it? How for big everyone... was it? Was it sm- Was it quite small? I, no, no. I think it was big. I think oh, it was right, big. Okay. Um, but it's like it's a strange shape for every like because you think of a UFO, you think like of a, a flying circle, saucer yeah. or something like that, don't you? So for everyone to be describing the same arrow shaped thing is strange. I think I'm trying to think of like a, an. Uh, I feel like there is like a an aeroplane type thing that is this, a similar sort sort of shape but it's more like not not concord i'm not thinking of concord but you know them ones that do like the fancy things in the sky like the red arrows you mean that's the one yeah yeah i'm thinking of them is it because they've got arrow in the yeah. title yeah probably yeah <laughs> good yeah well that must be it yeah <laughs> maybe the red arrows went were they there the, at that time <laughs> Did they exist? Um, they're ours, though, Red Arrows. This is America. Well, we're the ones that bloody hurt You're the right. tribe. So. We, are, we are dicking about out We there, are dicking we? about fucking bloody English. Bastards. And then we've got, in 1999, Courtney Cullen, which is such a 90s name, that, isn't it? Courtney Cullen. Who's that? Oh, she's just a woman. Just a runaway. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just commenting <laughs> on her name. Who's that then? <laughs> she's famous. I Do I know she, her? I thought she was a celebrity. I'm like, I don't, I've not heard of her. <laughs> I don't know who she is. You say Cullen, I think of Edward. You know, <laughs> Courtney Cox. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Courtney Cullen, not not a celebrity. She saw what she thinks was a UFO in the area. She said, "Quote: Suddenly there was a noise, wicked loud, and then there were lights in the sky, no colour but just bright lights." They were descending fast, like coming straight at the house behind where we were at the cookout. And Mm. then just as it seemed the lights were going to crash into the house, they darted sideways at this unbelievable speed and soon they just disappeared. (gasps) But what I also remembered is that soon after we saw the lights, more than one helicopter appeared in the sky in the area where the lights were. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Can they go at the speed of light? Maybe that's how they disappeared. Well, I don't think we'd be able to see it if if they did. Well, no, she said it disappeared, so maybe it went to the speed of light. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness! Warp speed. Yeah, well, he's the the. If aliens could be light years away, and they're coming just to say hello. They could be, and then they've been chased off by these bloody helicopters. Maybe they came down back in those times because we didn't quite have. This was, na- this was 1999, but we still didn't have the technology to just whip out our phone and video it. No, that's true. So they yeah. knew that we didn't have that technology. So they're like, "Oi, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> Fuck all, sit a bit." Back in those times. Yeah, it didn't sound like ancient. When were you born? On my, day, on my days, I was like four at that time. Oh my god. So, <laughs> Do you think it's suspicious though that then suddenly there were helicopters in the region? Yeah, mm. maybe. It's a conspiracy, the government knows. The government does know. Mm. What's Area 54 and why are you hiding it from us? Is it Area 51? <laughs> <laughs> what is Area 54? Who knows? <laughs> and why are you hiding it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Where is it? (laughs) So, now it's time to change beers. Okay. (laughs) That's as best as I've got. That's fine. Okay. I I thought, they're at cookout. Will they be drinking beer? Can I? No. Oh, what's this? So. Oh, go on. 
We have got... So this is from Black Edge. So last time I brought beers, I brought beers from the Black Edge Brewing Company. This is another beer from them. So it is the Strawberry Milkshake Pale. Oh. That's like running in the opposite direction to the Pineapple Sour. Exactly. Mm. This is going to be much nicer. um, For me, anyway. My personal preferences. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one was... It was nice. It was just very, very tart. I'm definitely going to finish it later, though. It's, It's... I wasn't expecting to be so tart. I was expecting because mm. pineapple's quite sweet, although it's very acidic. Mm, yeah. You know, um, when you eat too much pineapple and you start to feel like your tongue hurts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because the enzymes in the pineapple are trying to eat you Ew. while you're drinking. Ew. Yeah, yeah. But I love you, pineapple. Why would I you know. do that to me? Yeah. I'm feeding my dog pineapple. Yeah, so it starts to cut your tongue because it, the enzymes are trying to eat you. Ew. In it. Why do you know so much about plants and stuff at the minute? I'm loving it. So the pineapple, the only reason I know about it is because um, when I was working as a chef, I kept going into the walk-in fridge and eating pineapple because <laughs> I wanted to eat some pineapple. And then I said to sous chef Simon, I was like, my tongue hurts. He was like, why? I was like, because I was eating pineapple. He was like, well, here's why. Oh so gosh. I was like, oh, okay. Fair enough. I love that. So there that. you go. You're like the scientist of the podcast at the minute. It's amazing. I know. You're the spooky. I'm the science. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who thunk it? Oh, my God. My, <laughs> my science teachers, Miss Walker, shove it. <laughs> Mr. Meyer, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, that's the one who you ate all these chocolates, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Meyer. I feel really bad. Mm-hmm. I hope you're thriving. <laughs> so, it is a hazy wheat beer brewed with huel, melon hops, and lots of fresh strawberries. Sweet, okay. tart, and tasty. Okay. I like the can. It's cute. It you is. Pictures, I did, yeah. I did. Joe said that it, it can be a bit heavy. I think it will So, this be. one I did drop. When, oh, I, no. when I got home the other day, because, you know, he gave me them in cardboard rings. Yeah. Yeah, I took the cardboard ring thing out of my bag and it fell into next door's front garden. I was like, I'm sorry. Littering in next door's front garden. I picked it up again. You were damn full. Oh, it's, it does smell milkshake oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so bizarre. Jesus Christ. I've never had anything like that before. When you first start sipping it, it tastes thick like milkshake. But then it's quite... Once it's in your mouth, it's quite thin. It's a little bit tart. And then when you swallow it, it's sweet. That's really nice. I didn't think I was going to like this, you know. I didn't either. I don't like strawberry-flavoured things. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Why did you get it? Because it looked cool. (laughs) And we're trying things. I thought I was going to like the pineapple one, not the strawberry one. Look how I am wrong. That is that's, bloody lovely. That's, that's very clever, the way they've made that. In it. And the strawberry comes through really well. It really well. does. Yeah. yeah. And then it's got that little bit of sour just on the end. Do you know what? That's something I would n- literally never order in my life. And mm. I'm so glad that we've tried that now. Yeah, and I'd that never order it the Black Edge in a bit as well. I might have Ooh, another pint of that. That's bloody lovely. Mm. So we're going to move on now from aliens, I'm afraid. Okay. But we're going to move to my new favourite creature. Ooh. Which is called a puckwudgie. A puckwudgie? Puckwudgie. Woodgie. Yeah. Like a budgie, but woodgie. Yeah. And a puckwudgie. A puckwudgie. So they're said to be found in the swamp and they're like little kind of troll-like creatures. I guess our equivalent would be like a gnome, like a a gnome type creature. So they're said to look like a porcupine from the back, but from the front they're like half troll, half human. So, you know, okay. like, similar to your kind of face. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. This bitch. This bitch. <laughs> I've just got a new face. 
<laughs> well, now I'm half human, so at least I'm not all troll now. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. I borrowed that from Matt Smith because he took that photo of you, the way, well, where you should have been a troll under the bridge. Our friend sent me a bit, well, he messaged me and he goes, where are you? And I was like, oh my God, have I missed plans? So I was like scrolling frantically through our conversation. <laughs> and then he, he sent me a picture I was like, because I was like, I'm at home, why? He sent me a picture, and it was a picture of a bridge, and he was like, can't see you. And I'm like, ah, you're inferring I'm a troll, and I ought to be under the bridge. Fantastic. I think it's funny. Bastard. <laughs> I'm a great crested gravel, have you know? Oh, you are, that's true. I yeah. think you're less, less great crested now, that you've straightened out your nose. Mm. Well, it's still great, and... Well, the crested gravel has a really long, like, pointed nose. So, if anything, I'm more crested. Mm, That's true, actually, yeah. Great crested (laughs) gravel. Okay, well, this is not a great crested gravel. This is a puckwudgie. So Pukwudgie. this, the, no, isn't it a cute it's name? Like, I think that's why I like it, it so much. Pukwudgie. It's so much fun to say. It, it is. There's endearing. loads of fun words to say in this one. Okay, okay. I mean, like, like that we've had so far, like yeah, come up yeah, yeah, swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're said to be able to like appear and disappear at will and shape shift. They're like mischievous and even dangerous little Ooh. creatures. One day they might help a neighbor, and the next day they might lure them to their deaths. Oh. Um, they might steal children they can influence people's minds and then they can like lure you into the woods or even to walk off a cliff do you know what they sound like oh go on have you seen that south park episode Mm, where um it's christmas time and there's all the woodland creatures oh the christmas critters yeah and they're all lovely and then they're like (laughs) this is what it that's what i'm envisioning in my head is this little like man with porcupine but south park (laughs) that's cool so the legend goes that the puckwudgies they used to live in harmony with humans right uh but they felt betrayed by the wampanoag because they devoted all of their time to a land deity called and i'm definitely going to say this wrong Maushop, I want to say. It's probably wrong, and I'm right. sorry about that. <clears throat> so the Pukwudgies became jealous and naughty, um, so the deity exiled them, and then they came back and they killed his chil- his sons. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So now they're bad, naughty little mm. Pukwudgies. Mischievous. Mm-hmm. And we've got an encounter to describe now. Okay. Bill Russo, he describes an encounter with one such creature in 1990. He's out walking his dog late at night because he he used to work like a 3pm till midnight shift and then Mm -hmm. he'd walk his dog um, later. Um, The dog was called Samantha as well. (laughs) I love animals with human names. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like, Richard! Oh, no, no, I'm not Richard! I was going to say, like, Hank. Oh, Hank oh the yeah, dog. Hank too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Please Travis. don't, because I'll have nightmares about that. <laughs> and what's great it's... is you're going to have to edit this. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> I hate you so much. I know. Uh, yeah, so he's walking Samantha, and he's getting kind of close to his home again. And there's, like, a street light and, you know, the, the circle of light that a street light creates. And they're walking towards there, and then the dog stopped, and she just wouldn't go on anymore. You know what dogs always know, don't they? Yeah. So she's like shaking and whimpering and Bill couldn't like coax her to to budge at all. And then he heard what was scaring her. Kia, kia, iwan chu. Kia, kia, kia. Iwan chu, chu, iwan chu. Oh. 
And then a creature walked out of the shadows and into the circle of light created by the streetlight, and it held up a hand and started beckoning Bill towards him. Kia chu, Iwan chu, kia kia, Iwan chu. So the dog's trying to pull him away, um, but he's worried that it was a child, like some strange child that needed help. So he's like calling out to see if it needed help or anything, or if it was lost. But it just kept repeating the same words and beckoning, beckoning him. He wants you. Is that he wants you? He wants you. He wants you. So he looked closer and he realised it wasn't a child, but it's a little creature that's covered in hair and it's got like a little chipmunk face and a and a pot belly. So seeing how scared the dog was, he backed away and he headed for home. But he felt he he knew what the creature was trying to say. He felt the creature was trying to say, come here, we want you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what it sounds like. Oof. Creepy. Yeah. Imagine that in the middle of the night. You'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. You'd just fucking eat it, wouldn't you? <laughs> just fucking drop kick it. Yeah, run just run at it. Just boom. Sinner. Sinner bit. <laughs> Fuck you, mate. I'm not coming nowhere near you. Oh, my God. Although, you're like, we want you. You don't know how many there are. Mm-hmm. But then, to me, it sounds like he wants you. That's what I thought he the first time you. I heard yeah. it. Mm. Who wants you? Yeah, <gasps> isn't it? What? Oh, my God. So, what if... Okay, so, I'm really going off on tangent here. But <laughs> So, you know that he... Um, so, the Wampanoags had pissed him off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what if that like in death they've they've seen what's happened and they're like fuck these people because they have hurt mm. who who were part of us so maybe the chief wants you maybe that's and what, what and they're acting through the pukwudgies yeah yeah or ma- th- yeah so <gasps> maybe. maybe because they're like weird paranormal creatures um they're communicating with the chief and he's like yeah mm. he wants you we want you, want you. and then they're gonna seek revenge I mean, to be fair, fuck the English. If that's yeah. what we did, that's awful. In it, yeah. I have no qualms with that at all. <laughs> Go on, B. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why are you laughing? <laughs> I thought you thought I'd made up a word or something. <laughs> Go on, <B. laughs> um, So, yeah, he thinks it's saying, come here, we want you. He said it wasn't threatening and it didn't advance on him. And he felt like it wanted him to go to it. Mm. Um, he went back to the area many times, but he never saw it again. And now, because of the legend that they try and lure people, you know, away rather than attacking people, he does now think it was a puckwudgie. Mm, okay, oh. but the, part of me is just thinking of when you said that they can um, lure you, like in your mind to do mm, things. Mm-hmm. So if beckoning him didn't work, then why didn't they just get in his head? Maybe because he left, maybe he ran away. Maybe maybe the dog. Ooh, super dog, super Samantha. Well, dogs dogs have a, a sense that we don't have. Mm, definitely, That's, yeah. Like, if they can sense epilepsy, yeah. maybe they can block things, who knows? I like this theory. I think we should investigate it more yeah. with the help of mushrooms. <sighs> And Sheba, I thought you were going to say Sheba, oh. but mushrooms, okay. No, Sheba would be useless. <laughs> Sheba would just be like, oh, hey, a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my pumpkin. 
Hong Kong with a fucking duck. <laughs> oh, she's broke her duck. Has she? Get her a new duck. What oh. do you mean, yay? Oh, I thought she said she's brought the duck. No, she's broke, broke it. Broke right. it. Yeah. Well, that's what Frankie did. My dad's dog, Frankie. Mm. She had a pheasant, a duck, a goose, all all the same as what she oh, has got. Right, yeah. But they just went through a different bird every time she broke it. Okay. They found a different bird. <laughs> I'll find. I'll get her a new one. It's exactly the same shape. It's just a different. I do. I want a pheasant one now. Yeah, nice. get a pheasant. Yeah. So that's the puckwudgies. So another weird and legendary creature that's rumored to have been seen in the area is the thunderbird. Ooh, mm. like the puppet. No, but it's a, <laughs> like the same the name. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like the puppet at all. <laughs> so in 1988, two boys were following some three-toed um, footprint. Not toed as in an animal. Three toes. To, yeah, footprints. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> oh, good. You would, I just thought you were going to be like, three toads? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was no frogs no, involved. <laughs> no toads were hurt in the making of this footprint. <laughs> so they're following these three toed footprints into the swamp and they came across a huge bird like creature with feathers, but it had like half human features. So they obviously ran home and told the parents, and the parents all just laughed at them and said it was probably just a heron. But the sighting did sound very, very similar to one by Sergeant Thomas Downey years earlier in 1971. Sergeant Downey described seeing a giant creature standing at the edge of uh, of the swamp when he was on his home uh, when he was on his way home one day. He described it as a bird, but standing over six feet tall, um, and it kind of moved towards the car, and then it just flew poof straight up in the air. Uh, I was going to say it's an emu, but they don't fly. <laughs> Sergeant, come on. You've never seen an emu before? Emu. <laughs> so he got some other officers down to the scene and they, they found the, the toe prints, um, but they, they couldn't find the bird again. But can you imagine making that call? You'd be like, uh, fellas. <laughs> I've seen this big bird, right? <laughs> can you come on down? And it kind of looks like a person. <laughs> he's like, just jumped and he's not come back down. <laughs> It's a really big jump, super big, and they were like, and then they've just gone like, I know, bother Tom lad, I will be right down. Like, what? Why do these things always happen? And I'm sorry to sound like a skeptic, but why do these things always happen when someone's on their fucking own? Well, there's no one else to back it up. I'm on Mitard. Oh, I'm bored. I'm not saying that that's what happened, but it's just it's just a funny coincidence in it. Like this, and this doesn't happen now. While well, we've got phones to take pictures of stuff mm. like that. Like, and you're the conspiracy no theory lady as well. Look oh, at you. Mate, I find conspiracy theories interesting. Doesn't mean that I believe them. Mm, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. I find it very interesting. Like the other channel of thought, but th- this sort of thing, like, oh, there's a sighting by this one single person that mm. was on their own, and they lived on their own with their five cats, and they collected <laughs> teapots. Did they? <laughs> yeah, it figures, doesn't it? <laughs> well. What about this then? So the place where he spotted the giant bird man is called Bird Hill, and the Wampanoag legend describe a Wampanoag legend describes a similar bird called a thunderbird, and basically when the bird um, like flaps its wings, it creates thunder. That's why it's called a thunderbird. Thunderbird, Thargo. <laughs> that was quite good. Thank you. <laughs> does that does that help you at all in your in your belief here that it's on Bird Hill? Right. No? No. Okay. Oh, I'm on Bird Hill. I'm bored. Oh, I saw this really <laughs> crazy bird on Bird Hill. What? Here's my theory. Right. What if 
It's in fact the Mothman. He's on his jollies. <gasps> Some dickhead just walked on in, disrupting his nice holiday. He's pissed off. He's fucked off. But do they have boobs? It's a good question. It's a very important question. And I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that question. No, we won't. We, won't. we should get your unless science we go, friend. Unless we go and then we find the Mothman. Mm. But we won't do what Matey Boy did and run away when we find him because we'll be prepared. Yeah, you know we, I mean? we will have cameras and yeah. but we then will have selfies with the Mothman. he won't come round when we've got our cameras. Well, maybe he's camera shy. Maybe if we have GoPros, he might not know what a GoPro is. Maybe. Perhaps. I think it's an idea. Perhaps. Book the flights, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go on to ghosts. <gasps> so there are several haunted buildings within the Bridgewater Triangle including the Bridgewater State University, which had a fire in 1924, and people report seeing the ghosts of students running down the hall shouting, Fire! It's a bit creepy. Mm. Um, and then at a... like a, It's like a one... There's a, a school. It's just like a one-room old school called the Hornbine School. And people report hearing the laughter of children in there as well, which I feel like the laughter of children in normal day-to-day life is not that scary. But ghost children, that's like the creepiest noise you can ever come across, I think. I don't understand why, because, I mean, let's be honest, if I'm coming up up against someone who's trying to hurt me, and they're they're dead anyway, Mm. I'd rather it be a child, because I can just, again, yeet it. Just kick it out of the way. I, I love your answer. Fuck today. off. Like, do you know what I mean? Whereas if it's a, if it's a grown man and he's got a knife and the knife is going mm. to kill me, I'd be pretty scared. But yeah. if it was a kid, just kick it straight in the head and run. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love sorry. your answer to all cryptic, cryptids and ghosts and shit today. Just yeet, yeet, yeet it. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt with that on the back. Yeet it. yeet it. <laughs> ghosts, yeet it. Puckwudgies, yeet it. <laughs> Uh, then there's the Taunton State Hospital, which was a, a former psychiatric asylum where they performed... Taunton? Yeah, like as in the Taunton yeah, here. Because yeah. obviously, colonialism. Mm. We couldn't think of new names, apparently. No. We just took our old names. It's like, there's a Manchester mm. over there. I'm like, yeah. false Manchester! <laughs> Bad Manchester. Ours is the best one. Um, yeah, so they, they used to perform lobotomies and like electroshock therapy at this asylum. Right. <coughs> Fucked up, lobotomies, didn't they? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so people have reported like hearing banging and moaning and report like being pulled by ghosts <gasps> in that in that building. Ew. So that's gross. Um, then they have things that, that they call spook lights, which I think are just basically like orbs, like orbs of light, and they see them like moving up and down the old railway mm-hmm. tracks. Uh, so then there's there's a local legend about a red-headed hitchhiker mm. who, uh, of Route 44. So he wears denim and, like, a flannel shirt and he's got thick red hair um, and a beard and he just, like, turns up in your car as you're driving along and shit. Oh, my goodness. In it. Wouldn't that be so fucking creepy? Imagine the amount of crashes that would cause. Mm. Yeah, because that shit ske- you up. Ghosts I'm not sceptical about. Like, no. I believe that shit. So you're not eating, you're not eating the hitchhiker, then? Well, I mean, it depends. Is he trying to hurt me? Well, I think that the I think he's not very uh, not very happy or charming sort of gentleman. I think mm. from the stories that I've heard, but mm. I really, really want to do an episode, like because it seems like lots of areas have like kind of ghost hitchhiker stories. Oh, right, and I okay. really want to do like on the different ghost hitchhikers. Yeah, I want, okay. I want people to like write them in, and then we can collate them all, and then have like a, an episode where it's all about ghost <gasps> hitchhikers. Oh, that'd be so cool. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So if you have one, write it in. That would be really cool. 
But my stepdad told me, he told me this years ago, and I asked him about it recently to see if he, he'd, like, made it up at the mm. time, but he recounted the story exactly to me. Right. And he's an old Cumbrian man who, you know, they don't really want to go to the doctors, they don't want to cause a fuss, you know. Yeah. He's not the kind of man to be making up ghost stories at all. And he told me about his friend who was a lorry driver, and um, he was driving past... Um, was it called? Oh, Hutton in the Forest, it's called. So it's on it's on uh, the road from where I live to, where my mum lives, to the motorway in Cumbria. And it's like just a rural bit of road, there's nothing there. And you wouldn't really go there unless you were going to the motorway. And he said that he was driving along in his lorry and he, he like felt some wind and he uh, heard the passenger door open. So uh, he like sort of looked around so he could lean over and pull it closed. And he said there was a woman just sat in the passenger seat, like a ghost woman. So rightly so, obviously, he shit himself, pulled over, jumped the fuck out of the thing. And then mm. like when he got his courage back, he went to go and have a look. And she wasn't there anymore and the door was just shut. And he was just like, carried on. Oh my God, what the hell? BP. Oh my days. Have I told you about when I saw my mum's cousin Stuart? No. So, <clears throat> my mum's cousin Stuart... I might have told you the story anyway. Um, so, literally a year before he died, mm. he went to his wife Sharon, very religious man, mm. went to his wife Sharon and said, I'm going to die in a year's time what? due to heart-related um, issues, basically. It was like, my guardian angel came to me, I'm at peace with it, I'm going to be with God, basically. Shit. A year later, <gasps> he passes of a heart attack. No. Now... The morning, so I didn't know that he had died. I'd never met him before. Um, but the morning that he had died, I didn't know about him. So on the bus route, so I used to live in a place called Aylesbury. And on the way on the bus to school, we'd have to go through a little village called Western Turville to get to Wendover where we went to school. And as you turn into into Western Turville, there's like a big roundabout. And you turn and then there's a bus stop immediately. Mm. Um, so as we went to turn round, I saw this man in a red shirt... At the bus stop. Yeah. And then we drove straight past and I was like, what the hell? And I turned back and there was no one there. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. So a couple of weeks later, my mum goes to the um, to the funeral and she comes back with the leaflet, you know, like mm, the... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the order of On service. the front, picture of him in a red shirt. And it was the same man. Whoa. It was the same man. And That's I was so like... Weird. I've never nothing like that had ever happened before. Mm. The only other time that was what I said to you about when I was living in the staff house. I've never, never had an uh, except from when I went up to the um the ghost hunt in Pendle Hill. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was cool. That was really really cool. Maybe we should do we should do that and then do an episode on it. Yes, that'll, that'll be, be really well cool. cool. Yeah. They do an overnight one, so <gasps> I totally want to do that. And they do like proper seances and shit. So no Ouija boards or I won't mess with a Ouija board. I think there is a Ouija board. Well, I'll step away for that bit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, carry on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so that that's ghosts. So other strange uh, happenings in the area are, like, straight, people report hearing strange monkey-like sounds from oh. uh, from the islands in Lake Nipponica, the what the locals call the nip. <laughs> uh, isn't it? So many good names. Free the nip. A woman said that she saw a fire on the other side of the lake but when she got over there, there was nothing there. There was no footprints. There was no sign there's ever been a fire. Nothing like right. that. And then when she got back to where she was, she could see the fire again. And stuff like that seems to get oh, reported quite a lot, like phantom fires in the forest. Oh, that's really cool, though. Yeah, it is cool. 
Um, there've been reports of giant snakes in the in the thirties. People come running out of the woods away from these giant snakes that they've seen. Uh, in 1993, there was a the Mansfield mystery cat, which was like a big cat that was spotted in the area. And then there's a, a giant dog that was like bigger than ponies and it killed two ponies. Oh my God, well. is it Clifford? <laughs> I don't think Clifford would kill ponies. <laughs> it might just be really clumsy. <laughs> oh, well, like he just like stomped on them. He just fell. Oh, oh, whoops. oh, oh I'm yeah. so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you Have accidentally you stand on a snail... Yeah, and oh. you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, bro. <clears throat> you do well. I do feel you apologize even... to them? I do feel sorrier than that. Yeah. I always apologize mm. if I stand on a snail, even if I just crack it, it and don't don't kill it. But then maybe that's worse. But then, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't help you. Uh, well, then, then I'm just concerned that I've got snail on my shoe. <gasps> uh, mm. Yeah, you heartless bitch. No, I mean I apologize first. I'm like sorry for the snail, and then I've got my own problems. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I saw a dead bee at the end of your road the no! other day. No! I literally went to pick it up and I was like, yeah, no, he's gone. Oh. Do you know what? When I first moved in here, there was a series of dead bees that I kept find, finding in my bedroom. Mm. And I don't know how they were getting in or how they were dying. Because it was like winter. so Well, not winter, winter, but it was like March, wasn't it? So when we moved in. Mm-hmm. So wh- how were they getting in and how... So I didn't have the windows open. So how were they getting in and how were they dying? My mum had a similar issue. Um, so... There was loads and loads and loads of flies that were just appearing, like dead flies everywhere. Um, and she genuinely was concerned that the man who lived above her had died. Oh, but my God. So her landlord, so my auntie Lynn and Uncle Nick, they're the ones that own the flats. So she called my Uncle Nick and she was like, I don't know if upstairs is okay. Like I keep finding all of these flies. He's fine. Like he's still fine. Oh my god! Like, but at the time she was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like, mm. is that happening? But she has no idea where the flies have come from. Might... I think she stopped it now. There, there is. Um, I think they're called cluster flies. That the. Well, we'll talk about yeah. it. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Very much going on okay. a tangent. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing I'm going to tell you about now, then, is if all of that isn't strange enough, the Fall River area was home to a, a so-called satanic cult from the late from yeah. late 1979. Of course. Um, but they were responsible for the murders of three people. So right. it was like a real, actual cult. If it's not aliens... Oh my God, I was like, what the fuck is that noise? That scared the shit out of me, that. <laughs> it was like the fucking cult of Avoros. <laughs> if it's not aliens, it's bloody Satan. In it. Just mind your business, Satan, okay? Yeah, hey, stop mind it. Your business. So I'm not going to go into the whole, uh, the murders and stuff, because we're not a true crime podcast, and... Um, other people do it really well. We don't mm. need to. We don't need to do that. Um, but Alan Owls, who was a police officer in the area, he said he would often find like satanic graffiti, people just roaming around in the forest in robes, and animal sacrifices. There were like twelve oh. calves that were found killed oh, and stuff like that. No. It's really, um, it's really horrible. So Leave I would be staying the fuck out of that forest in the eighties yeah. for definite. So that's all I've got on the Bridgewater Triangle. So all the strange happenings and even stranger creatures. Um, it's interesting, I think, that one area, just one hundred two, sorry, one two hundred square mile area, um, can have so many strange yeah. things going on. So I'd really, really, really want to go. Yeah, I'd get like to a go. feel That'd be for so it. Cool. 
Because this is the thing, like, seeing is believing, isn't it? So mm-hmm. if it's a case of, like, a really eerie feeling, yeah. you can hear the story, but unless you actually go there and and, yeah. and see if you experience it. I mean, some of it might be that you've heard other people say that it's eerie, yeah. so you get there and you assume it's eerie, so your brain tells you it's eerie. Yeah, exactly, Who knows? yeah. But Our old friend's confirmation bias. <laughs> yeah. If a feeling in your gut is very different to a feeling in your brain absolutely you know what I, mean? I do know what you mean so yeah. if in your gut you start to feel that way because there's like the same amount or there's a similar amount of nerves in your gut as there is your brain which is why they're so deeply connected i think oh my goodness um god you are good at science at the minute i know right what the fuck i'm loving this new yeah. emma researched so, emma i know right Ooh. look at me big smart yeah. there is a brain in there folks <laughs> <laughs> Just trapped behind that fod, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Your face, then. <laughs> okay, I fixed the nose. I can't do anything about the fod. Uh, nothing short of growing a fucking fringe again. I can't be bothered of just growing it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just it? gone to a point where I'm happy with it at the length it's at. Um, so yeah, the last thing is just like the the question remains about the cause of all of these strange things in in the area. So is it a Native American curse? Is it Something that happened way before then that's causing all these things. We don't know. Maybe it's a land of bad luck. Maybe because the first recorded is these people owned the land and then intruders came in and stole it and damaged them. And then these people are now being terrorised by all these crazy beasts and Mm. creatures. Maybe it dates back. Maybe like there was something that happened to the people that were there before the Wampanoags. I think that's what that's what some people suggest. Yeah. Um, but I think the 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 Wampanoags got hit hard by this. Yeah, hundred like, percent. The others are just kind of the getting, chief did. Yeah. The the other people are just kind of getting a little cute puckwudgy like sighting or something. The Wampanoags got fucking destroyed. Samantha was scared. So, yeah, let's not. It's not really comparable, though, yeah. is it? Let's be honest. So if it, if if that if a curse for or you know a reaction to that circumstances is not the cause of it, then they really they got hit hard with it. I feel very yeah. very sad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd love to hear what other people think about yeah, let um, us know. about the area, about what they think the cause is, or any cool stories that they have from like people have from the area. And let's definitely ask Nikki about it. I'm yeah, sure yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. So that is the Bridgewater Triangle. Woo-hoo! That was good fun. <laughs> I really like that. Good. I'm glad. Um. Do we need to say anything else? Do we have anything else to say? I don't think so. Do we? No. I don't think so. Last night. No? no. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, Bye. Love your babies. (laughs) Why always the creepy voice? (laughs) Because I'm creepy. (laughs) Now you believe it. Now you believe it. The craziest thing that you'll ever hear. Now you believe it. Now you believe it. You believe it.